I'd like to acknowledge that this podcast episode was recorded on the traditional unceded territory of the Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish First Nations. Welcome to the Initiative Podcast, where we explore diversity and culture in beautiful British Columbia. My name is Ella, and today I am here with my friend Anna. She is here today to discuss her reading habits and her reading challenge this year, which as of now has reached 53 books and counting. Now I'll give Anna some time to tell us a bit about herself. Hi, I'm Anna. I just like living and, you know... <laughs> it's okay. Living is good. Living is a very important thing to existence. Yeah, yeah, so you know, it's a good thing you like that. I really been like, okay, mm-hmm. let's challenge myself to just... What do I really just need to fulfill myself and just get myself back on track. A hundred percent. And I think mm-hmm. one of those things seems to be reading a whole lot of books. Would you agree? Um, yeah, I think so. My reading habits kind of very much depend on my mental state, in a sense, especially in the beginning. Because when I was reading a lot as a kid, it was very much as escapism. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. I didn't, like, being in my head or the thoughts in my head I couldn't really escape them unless I was reading Mm. so then that kind of translated again uh, starting when COVID hit and there's no there's nothing I can do to keep my mind off of what's happening especially hearing in the news just the constant desensitization of just hearing the death toll just getting higher and higher that Reading has become a distraction, but also... A coping mechanism, sort of? Yeah, kind of like a crutch or Mm -hmm. a piece of wood to hold on to while in the ocean until I'm strong enough to get up onto the safety ladder of a rescue boat. Wow. How poetic. I know. Look at that. Yeah. And so how... Um, um, What's the most you've read in a year? I'm curious to know. 2019 is over 100 books. Oh my goodness. And how did you read so much in a year? Like this year and in 2019? Like that's, those are crazy numbers. I think, well, this year what I've been doing is that I've had to pull off a lot of all-nighters for studying. So what I would would do is it'd be study 45 minutes and then you can read your 15 minutes and that has I finished a book by doing that which also kept me sane for studying for bio for my test the next day (laughs) (laughs) that's how I've been reading a lot was from doing that nice yeah that's that's a good way to study I think that's good motivation yeah it's like, eat your vegetables, and you can have dessert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's a healthy dessert. Yeah. Good for the brain. And mm-hmm. um, talking more on dessert, like, what sort of, what other kinds of satisfaction or benefit do you think you get from reading so much? I think satisfaction from reading is that I think a lot of the time I can get very stuck in point of view in the world or I get very much stuck in my head and then 
being able to read is kind of just a benefit from being grounded again mm-hmm. and just reminding myself I am the main character in my life per se but I am very much a side character in a lot of other people's lives or I could be the antagonist who knows I I probably am to someone mm-hmm. when I think about it long enough getting to the expand or not expand but working on that empathy muscle mm-hmm. because even though empathy is something you're born with it is something you have to work on constantly and reading does help that especially because you get to see and read and hear the thoughts of the character which isn't the same necessarily for movies or TV shows if you get what i mean it's in TV shows and movies you see the actions and reactions actually hear their thought thems curling in their head i also think it's a good way for processing your beliefs mm-hmm. because a lot of good stories in general don't just have external internal conflict but also philosophical conflict i think for example if you think of even though this is a movie it is a good example of batman vs the joker yeah in the dark knight they're not just fighting like good guy versus bad guy or there's not just the plots of events the story's very much on how do you run gotham what is the best way to run gotham how to win the soul of gotham by order or by chaos and anarchy and like what is freedom should people be allowed to have free will mm-hmm. or are rules or those rules limits put in place so that we don't descend into chaos and is that something we want to avoid and i think that what very that's what very much makes a good story and i think that's what very much helps us process what our beliefs are by seeing oh do i agree with this batman dude or do i really want this joker dude to win which one do i relate to more and which one makes more sense in my point of view or i think another good story that this is soul have you seen soul oh yeah i've seen soul like the pixar movie loved it so much and because it's not just about a jazz player and wanting to get his soul back so he can perform his next gig because he got that chance ripped away from him it's about the debate of what is the purpose what is the purpose of life have a passion and a goal which drives us forward to make an impact in society which is something that society in general does tell us to do and that's what they tell us a fulfilling life is or you see through 22 how she gets her soul just from walking around the city and watching people and talking to pizza and those little things and those connection with other people instead of that drive to keep going and changing the world and it poses the question of isn't existing just enough and i think stories like those also recontextualize how you view your own life 
which is a benefit. Because I think a lot of people, while it's good to have a drive and a goal, I think a lot of people just forget that existing is just enough. Wow. That got very existential very fast. <laughs> That's, but I like that answer. It's like the reading gives you, it gives you a greater perspective on things. And it also yeah. like, it's like, I feel like stories are getting more and more complex. Like the older you get and the more that people are writing and telling stories and the things that are inspiring stories, like they're, the world is just becoming more connected and more complex and so that's developing and learning about that through stories is just very significant you know yeah you put it very profoundly and summed it up very well and I think it's also why I think we're kind of descending into an interesting era with movies Mm-hmm. Because very much it's about what's the next franchise. Alright, so we're picking up where we left off just because we had a minor inconvenience with the sound quality. And now we have relocated and hopefully things go better. So we'll just pick up where we left off. And so Anna, we were talking about your previous response on um, your super existential and yet amazing <laughs> response to the question and it was about the complexity and elaborateness of stories if you'd like to continue from there oh yeah I think I was just saying that we're in an interesting time of storytelling because at least very much we're kind of moving to movies now but very much in the entertainment industry it's very much I'm saying very a lot right now. I'm so sorry. But it is very much about what's the biggest cash cow next? What brings the most money? What will get the most people to sit in? And because of that, a lot of story, a story quality or a good quality of a story has decreased a Mm -hmm. lot over the years, which I think it was which I think is just very interesting because it's almost a losing art form when you think of it. Mm -hmm. And which is why I guess I'm drawn more back into books. Well, there's still very much trashy books that do exist. I mean, Twilight. Oh, Twilight Slander. (laughs) I mean, okay, it's an enjoyable read, but it is there. It is there. So I can't deny it that trashy books do exist or the whole dystopian phase of Divergent being the cash cow after The Hunger Games was produced. Mm -hmm. That isn't present in the book industry, but it is at a smaller scale. It isn't present as much. With one trashy book, you can still find four good books, which still try to maintain the art of storytelling while with movies it's very much franchise 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 which are all franchises but when that's all there is that's when it becomes a problem you know yeah so you like that books sort of have the heart in them still yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and speaking of books with loads of heart 
Um, what do you think was your favorite book this year? I'm curious to know. Oh, I also want to hear your thoughts on this one because I saw your Goodreads and you read it oh. too. It was After Dark. Ah, yeah, um, by Haruki Murakami. Yeah, I really like that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a good book. I think it's like it goes along that theme of existentialism. It's a lot of, it's like another one of those very bizarre but complex and almost confusing stories and it's like something you have to really pay attention to but I read it a few years ago now but I remember it being one of the better Murakami books that I read just because Uh I think um just the way I envisioned it and imagined it in my head was like wow this is just a really beautiful story Mm-hmm. And I also really enjoyed, even though it's very bizarre, it's still very much grounded in simplicity and following different people around in the nightlife of Japan. Mm-hmm. And there's just that atmosphere of, you know, when it's 3 a.m. and you're awake and you feel like you're the only person awake and it's just that mystic feeling. And I, I got that from reading the book, too, mm-hmm. which... I very much loved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, yeah, I remember it being a really, It's it was a very complicated almost book to read just because there was yeah. a lot going on, yet it was, it was simple yet elaborate at the same time. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of like Little Fires Everywhere where... It's simplistic, but there's a lot of undertones Mm -hmm. that you have to pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as we're closing off here, I'd like to ask you to share some of your amazing book reading tips and um, indulge the audience on how they can learn to read more. What do you recommend others do to read more? I think... Well, first, I think you have to find a book that you would like. Don't go off searching something pretentious. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You're not going to enjoy it. Classic. You got to ease yourself in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I know there are, I like slander Twilight a bit, but mm-hmm. if you enjoy Twilight, then go read Twilight. Like it's something to read. You still get a satisfaction from reading it. It's still beneficial for your brain for helping your attention span get better you need those gateway books that are just fun to read yes and I think those are the books that wants you to continue reading and for it to become a habit and I think just yeah find the time when you find yourself going down a ubit whoa ubit whoa youtube rabbit hole (laughs) Or you're scroll- <laughs> or when you're scrolling on TikTok for way too long and you realize it's six PM but you started at three, and you're just like, Whoa, that time you could have been reading. Even if you read for five minutes in that time, that is five minutes you read more than yesterday, which yeah. is a start and that is a very good start. Yes. I love that yes. optimism. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, one more question. 
that yeah. I just thought of as you were talking. Going into the new year, what mm-hmm. books are you excited to read? I'm actually going to browse Indigo tomorrow. So that was a very mm. good timed question <laughs> with all my birthday gift cards. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. That is I a great idea. I was planning on possibly... Kind of the similar books along the vein of After Dark. Mm-hmm. Just that simplistic, but still very complex. Yeah. I mean, Murakami mm-hmm. does have a new book that just came out recently. Ooh. First Person Singular. Ooh, I, yeah. Ooh, I might check that out. Yeah. That seems interesting. Yes. I think... There's also a series I'm catching up on right now, just a comfort read. Mm-hmm. As you said, it's kind of like my version of Twilight <laughs> to other people. Um, yeah, and the third book just came out, so I'm going to buy that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I think there's like also it. just some joy in just browsing in a bookshelf mm-hmm. or a bookstore without knowing what you want to get which yes. I really want to do tomorrow. I yeah. agree. That is the best feeling. But um, I think that about wraps up our discussion. But I want to thank you so much, Anna, for coming in mm-hmm. and talking about books with me. That was so fun. I think. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I think this is one of my favorite interviews because you just got to talk about books and how satisfying they are. And it's an immense um, Murakami plug, too, if I'm being honest. (laughs) So this has been an episode of the Initiative Podcast, and we will see you next time.